You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school oriented production of the Summit Church. Oh, I love it. I love it, man. Toy Story. Where are my Toy Story fans at? A lot of us. Fantastic. Hey, real quick before we get started, seniors in the room, the seniors, if you are here, you guys, you can stand up, go out to the lobby. You guys are going to be going upstairs for the senior small group. Senior Spring, we love you guys. We're going to help you with next steps. Everybody say, smell you later, seniors. Thank you, middle schoolers, for enjoying that statement right there, okay? Hey, y'all, we're, we're super excited you guys are here. We are obviously talking about some Toy Story here in the room. So first, I need to know, where's, like, Team Woody? Where's Team Woody? Okay. Good, 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 good. All right. What about Team Buzz? Yeah, okay. Feeling the love. It's kind of a split there. Kind of a split. Y'all, amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been since you know, the beginning of time, basically. The first one was in 1995. The fourth one just came out. Incredible movies. But y'all, what's really cool about that first movie, you've got Team Woody Makes a Noise, Sheriff Woody. Yeah, and y'all, now, he, he doesn't have his hat with him right now, and it looks like Woody has a bit of some, some pink eye or something going on. He's got some marker all over his face. But uh, I will say this, guys. Sheriff Woody was the leader. He was the one in charge. He was like you know, Andy's favorite toy or doll or whatever you want to call them. But guys don't play with dolls, so they're toy, right? And then all of a sudden, Andy has a birthday, and guess who shows up? Buzz from Star Command themselves, right? Buzz shows up, and Buzz has all these new fancy crazy gadgets like, let's see if this will work. Halt who goes there. He has a laser. Watch out. You know, I, that did not work at all. But and then check this, guys. He will actually shoot out his wings, and they light up and they fly. Yep. So it's like throughout this movie, you see it, and Woody is so upset when all of a sudden the birthday happens because Woody's here, and all of a sudden he gets knocked off the bed and kind of just thrown aside because now here is Buzz. And, like, for the rest of the movie, you see Woody really struggling. Because he's like, man, that was my identity. I was Andy's favorite toy. I was the leader. And now this guy comes, and they claim that he can fly. Remember what Woody says? He's not really flying. That's just falling with style, right? And, y'all, if, if Woody wouldn't have been careful, Woody would have lost his relationship with Andy. He would have lost his relationship with all the other toys. He would have lost his relationship with himself. Because comparison was so real for Woody that he didn't really know what else to do. Because all Woody could think of was Buzz. He got obsessed with being better than Buzz and beating Buzz. And he actually, like, kind of accidentally knocks Buzz out a window, you know? Yeah, accidentally. Like, we never want to do that. But tonight, y'all, where we're going, man, we're talking about comparison. And we're going to talk about this Woody versus Buzz thing because this isn't just real in a movie from 1995 with Disney and Pixar. Comparison is something that you struggle with throughout middle school. Right, middle schoolers? High schoolers. Does it get any easier? No. Hey, college students, if you're a leader in the room and you're in college, does comparison get easy when you get there? No. Hey, young adults, uh, parents, husbands, wives, you know, when we get old and we get in our 30s and 40s and 50s, you know, like, oh, guess what? Is comparison all of a sudden just no problem? No, man, it's tough, y'all. So tonight we're going to talk about what to do when we have this comparison issue. Hey, if you're here and you're not sure about Jesus or God and church and like it's your first time kind of coming and hanging out, or maybe you come every week and you're still not sure, dude, thank y'all for coming. What we're going to talk about will still work for you. It still matters for you because we're going to talk about something that will really, really, really help you when it comes to this idea of where we're going tonight, me versus you. 
That's kind of what comparison is, right? It's kind of like me versus, it's me versus you. And, and, and maybe the thing that you struggle with in terms of comparison, maybe it's this idea of being smart. Like, who's smarter? When it comes to, like, comparison, you might have that person in your math class or in your chemistry class or your science class or in your Spanish class or whatever. All right, uh, and guess what? You feel like, man, that person's so smart, I'll never be as good as them. And that's tough. Maybe some of your friends have these conversations that are like super high-level conversations, and you're like, yeah, 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 that sounds right. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But you really have no idea what they're talking about. Maybe it's not really about being smart, or maybe it, that's not it for you. Maybe it's like being popular. Does anybody struggle with comparison when it comes to like being as popular as somebody else? Like, and that, that one guy, he's got all those friends, and everybody wants to be just like him. And you're like, why? I don't get it. Or maybe she is like the most popular girl and every other girl is just like, oh my goodness, she looked at me today like, I hope I can be a part of that brat pack or mean girl squad or whatever y'all call each other, you know, like y'all are savage girls. Right? And like, I want to just be a part of the in crowd, a part of the crew, a part of the clique. Maybe for you it's not being, you know, more popular. Maybe for you it's actually material things. Hey y'all, when we talk about material things, I'm talking about like, maybe you really, really wish that you had nice Adidas. You know, the Ultra Boost, instead you got some Walmart straps. Like, that's not cool. Like, why you, you guys need laces? Why in the world are you wearing straps? Like, that, that hurts you. Or maybe you look at like high schoolers, you look at your cars, and you're like, dude, I really, really wish I had a car or like a truck. I could pick my, my girlfriend in. I'm actually driving like a moped. Like, that's not cool. You know, like, I really, really wish I had something I could be proud of instead of like my dad's hoopty and station wagon that's been passed down to my older brother and now my younger brother. And now it's like, man, that stinks. Material things are real. Hey, maybe you're sitting out here and you're struggling and you're like, I really, really wish I had a better gaming system because like, I wish I had the new gaming system. I don't have that yet. Like, I don't know. Girls, something I think that maybe you're struggling with is clothes and like wishing that you had all the in styles and you know, whenever the new school year starts, you really want a new pair of shoes or it's a new dance, and you want a new pair of shoes, and like, oh, they always get new stuff. Material things are real, guys, and it's very tough for us. Hey, this is probably one of the hardest ones right here, appearances. Maybe your comparison battle, your Woody versus Buzz moment right now, is like you feeling like, dude, I just don't really look that good. Like, you might have such an issue with your body image, and if that's the case, and if you're here tonight and you're struggling with your body image, please, 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 please let us know. Don't struggle by yourself with that. Hey, and you don't have to bring it up in small group, but you can let your small group leader know after. You can text them. You can reach out to them and just say, hey, I'm really struggling with the way I see myself. Like, I don't even want to get up and, like, like, get out of bed because I just feel like I just don't, I don't look the part. That's not it at all. Guys, maybe some of y'all struggle because, I don't know, like, you really keep trying to hit the weights and hit the weights and hit the weights, and you're still walking around like, a, you, know, you weigh, like, 33 pounds or something. You can't gain any muscle, and it's like, what is going on here? I'm getting ready for spring break, and my spring break body ain't happening, you know? Hey, my wife Whitney's struggling with her appearance, and I can tell you all this because she's not here tonight, okay, so don't tell her, but y'all, Whitney just got some braces. Yeah. Or Invisalign, as her friends say. Yeah, she got Invisalign, all right, which I still consider braces, but y'all, maybe you have braces, and you're like, dude, like, I don't like the way I look. Maybe you have acne, and you're like, do my appearance, and it, I, I don't know, but this is very, 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 very tough. It's a comparison thing, and it's very hard for us, right? Maybe it's not appearance for you. Maybe it's the next one. Let's pop to it here. Sports and talents, right? Maybe some of you guys are like, you're comparing how good you are because you made the basketball team or the soccer team, right? Or maybe you didn't make the team, and you feel like, man, that just makes me a failure, and I'm not there yet. Maybe it's your talent. 
Maybe you're like, I wish I could sing as good as them. I wish I could dance as good as them. I wish I could be in plays. And I'm just not there. Like, I, I, I wish I really, really could, but I just feel like I'm just not really measuring up. Hey, uh, how about this next one? You guys will get a kick out of this one. Relationships. You guys ever get on social media, which we'll talk about in a little bit, and you compare your relationship. Girls, y'all do this all the time. Guys, you do too because I hear you say it. But girls are like, man, they're just goals. Like, they're just goals. Like, everything in their relationship is just perfect. They always look so happy. The sun is shining just right in their picture. I never see them frown or get upset. Their relationship is perfect. And you're like, I'm sitting over here with Junior who doesn't even, like, take me out on a date or do anything special. And he's just like, you know, doesn't even care about me that much. We compare ourselves in our relationships. And it's awful and it's miserable. And, fellas, you do the same thing because you might be like, dude, all right, I'm dating this girl. And, you know, we're, we're, we're doing okay. But, man, my buddy just got a new girlfriend and she must be from Tennessee because she's, like, the only 10 I see around here, you know. Right? I know it's really corny. A dad joke. I got one more, one more, one more. Or, fellas, you might be like, dude, like, my brother, he just got this new girlfriend. And I really, like, I, I kept asking her if it hurt, if it hurt, if it hurt. And she's like, what are you talking about? It's like, uh, when you fell from heaven, because you're an angel, right? Like, you might think, like, so badly, like, I just wish so badly my girlfriend or my boyfriend was like that. And my relationship was like that. Maybe that's your comparison. All right, we got uh, just a couple more here. Family. You guys ever compare your family with somebody else's family? All right, if you don't think you do, think about your last vacation. All right, or if you even had a vacation. I had two vacations in my life. One in second grade, we went on big red boat cruise in Disney. And then uh, one more, we went down to Cocoa Beach for a basketball tournament. Like, my dad was like, you guys aren't eating vacation. You enjoy the pool this summer. I'm like, okay, thanks a lot, Dad. I, I, it sounds wonderful. I appreciate it, okay? All right, but, and then I had some friends who were always, 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 always going on vacation. I'm like, dude. It's, it's like, what, August? Like, didn't you guys just get back from Disney? Now you're going to Universal? I'm like, come on, man. Like, you guys go somewhere all the time. Hey, maybe your family comparison that's struggling for you might not be vacation. Maybe it's the fact that, like, I wish my family could be together. I wish, like, my mom and dad weren't divorced. I wish I could make them stop fighting. I wish you could figure out what the issue is there because it just stinks now because there's so much tension when we're together. And I don't really see my stepbrothers like that anymore. I don't see my real brothers like that anymore. I don't see my sister anymore because it's split. Guys, that is a very, very real thing. And we compare our family and our relationships and our parents and everything about us with somebody else when God's like, hey, we're not supposed to do that. That's not what it's about. Last thing that a lot of us I think we compare with is for some of us we compare our relationship with God, with somebody else's relationship with God. Some of y'all, like, might go to small group in, like, 30 minutes, and when you get in small group, you're going to see that girl who's always smiling. And does she have any prayer requests? She's like, no, everything's just going mm, so good. Don't you just want to, like, just kind of thump them or something? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, my eighth grade guys that I always sit with in there, and it's like, they, they're, they're pretty tough. Yeah, Walter, what's up? Where are my eighth grade guys at? Ooh. Right? And Kenneth back there is the main leader who gets it done every, every week for us, and I love hanging out with you guys. Hey, but it's funny because, like, for guys, when we talk about, you know, where we are, how we feel about God, and what to pray about, a lot of times we're kind of like, yeah, uh, pray for school, school's good, test, yeah, uh, uh, family, family, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I know in our head we're all thinking this stuff. We're all like, hey, you know what, man, like, why does that one guy always have such positive praises? I'm like, dude. Life is not always that great. Stop smiling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish I had a relationship like he must have with God because it seems like he knows everything. And God must like him more than me. No, 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 no. Let me, let me just clarify this for you guys. Hey, God loves each and every person in here. 
right, and has such amazing plans and purposes for you guys, even if you're here and you're like, I've never really touched Jesus, I don't want anything to do with him. He still loves you. He still wants a relationship with you. And guess where we're going to go tonight is this, guys. Here's the problem with comparison with all these things, right? Uh, comparison can actually cause you to lose sight and stop being completely aware or, or knowing what's going on. You're like a completely different person because you lose sight of who God really and truly wants you to be, okay? Here's the problem with comparison. I'll say it one more time. The problem with comparison to middle school in sixth grade and seventh grade and eighth grade. Problem with comparison as a freshman, as a sophomore, as a junior, as a senior. Man, we lose sight of who God wants us to be. And we start to say, nah, I got this. Yeah, I want to be like him. I want to be like her. No, I got to be like them. Man, if I was like that celebrity, man, that would, life would be perfect. I'd be living a dream, right? No. Some of y'all want to be like Post Malone. I'm like, come on, man. You know, be like Post Malone, have tattoos everywhere. Like, hold, 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 hold on, okay, okay, okay. Hey, we compare ourselves to him. I guarantee you Post Malone. I guarantee you Taylor Swift. I guarantee you every celebrity in your mind, whoever you want to shout out. Yeah, guess what? A lot of times they struggle because they compare themselves to somebody else. And y'all, if we don't stop the cycle right now, as you get older and you go to college and you get married and you have kids, comparison is never, ever going to end for you. Y'all, me growing up, I compared everything I did to my older brother. Everything. I'm talking like... How, how, however long it take us, took us to beat Mario Kart and Super Nintendo and get through the Mushroom Cup to how long it took us to beat Donkey Kong. You know, how long would it take us to beat uh, NBA Jam and beat every team in the game? It was crazy. So when it came to sports, I compared how many points he would have in basketball versus how many points I would have. Like when it came to soccer, how many goals he had, and I never scored goals. <laughs> Grades in school. Man, I got to be like my older brother. You know what? No, I got to be better than my older brother because everything in my mind was I got to compare myself to him. And I got to beat him. I got to be better than him. Guys, it was so bad, too. Like, when he first started to date, dating a girl, he was, like, in uh, seventh grade. So I thought in my head, all right, seventh grade, I got to have a girlfriend. I got to have a girlfriend. I got to have And she's got to be prettier than Tim's girlfriend because her name was Barrett. And we used to call her Barrett the Parrot, all right? That stays in here, okay? But in all seriousness, in all seriousness, everything I did, I compared myself to my older brother. And, y'all, it was draining. It was exhausting, for some of y'all right now, you're not talking about Barrett the Parrot. You guys are like comparing yourself, and you might not even realize it. You might be sitting out here and be like, I don't show a comparison. Oh, you don't? You sure? When you get dressed, when you want to buy those shoes, when you want to go and hang out with that certain group of people, when you post that picture, y'all, comparison is a dangerous, crazy, slippery slope. Uh, for body image, this, this was crazy for me. On a real note, um, my older brother played football in college, and he was always really, really strong, and he always like was benching all this weight and super strong and powerful. And, like, I would go in there, and I would just, like, you know, you pick up the weight, and all of a sudden you drop it, and you're like, oh, oh, I'm good. Like, dumbbells falling off this side, this side. It was, it was miserable for me. And my nickname growing up, I was so skinny, they called me Bones. Bones. And you know what's so funny about it? Like, at first I was like, yeah, okay, I'll be Bones, I'll be Bones, all right. And it kind of hurt a little bit. And then I was like, you know what, that's fine. I'll take that. And I'll use that as motivation to stop comparing myself to Tim and my older brother, and I'm going to try and figure out, man, maybe who God wants me to be. Because when I exhausted myself being bones and trying to be who Tim wanted me to be and who my parents wanted me to be and who everybody else wanted me to be, man, it was rough because I missed out on the plan and the purpose that God was trying to call me into. So, hey, tonight we're jumping into the Old Testament, all right? And in the Old Testament, there's this guy by the name of Samuel. Everybody say Samuel. Samuel, right? Uh, one of our seventh graders is Samuel. He's, he's the man. I'm not talking about you, Samuel. We're talking about Samuel from the Old Testament. He was a prophet, all right? And basically what a prophet was, 
All right, this was before Jesus, all right, before Jesus. So to have a connection with God, you, you, you didn't have the Holy Spirit, you didn't have Jesus, and you couldn't really just pray and just be connected with him like we are now. Like, the Holy Spirit didn't live within you. And Samuel was a prophet, so he could actually hear God. God would speak to him and communicate, maybe text him, maybe snap. I don't know what he would do, right? God would communicate with Samuel, and it was Samuel's responsibility to take this news that God would say and share it with who? Oh, hold on, hold on. who's Samuel sharing it with? Yeah, everybody. Samuel's share with everybody. That's what he's supposed to do. Y'all, do you think that's a popular job or a not-so-popular not job? If it's good news, it was popular and people loved him. But if Samuel had some bad news, guess what people said? Yeah, boo. Yeah, we don't hear that, Samuel. You're out, Samuel. Like, nah, you know what? Samuel, let, go, go take a hike, man. Like, you're not welcome here. We don't want anything to do with you. So it was dangerous as a prophet. And Samuel actually has some news. God talks to Samuel, and Samuel, Samuel hears this. God says, hey, you know the king of Israel? Guess what? He shouldn't be king anymore. The name of Saul. He should not be the king. Guess what? We're going to find somebody else that needs to be a king, and you're going to pick him. Sam is a little bit nervous, right? Wouldn't you be a little bit nervous if you had to go and tell Donald Trump, hey, Donald Trump, you're not the president anymore? Uh, actually, I'm going to pick somebody else. Trump would be like, you're fired, right? Like, no, we're not doing that, okay? So Samuel has to do this. I was a terrible accent. I'm sorry, okay? First Samuel 16, this is when God tells Samuel that, yo, Saul is out. The king is out. We got to find somebody else. The Lord says to Samuel, you've mourned long enough for Saul. I rejected him as a king of Israel. In other words, you're fired, right? So fill your flask with olive oil and go to Bethlehem. Find a man named Jesse who lives there, for I've selected one of his sons to be my king. Samuel's probably like, oh, snap, I got to go to Bethlehem. I hope Saul doesn't hear about this. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out here. And I got to pick one of Jesse's sons to be the next king. If, you're, if you are Samuel, what are you probably looking for as a king? What would he look like? The Jonas Brothers. Oh, my goodness. King Jonas. Okay. All right. Probably be like a big, powerful, great leader, you know, like somebody who was mature in his age. A great, amazing, powerful guy like The Rock, right? We get Dwayne Johnson. Wouldn't that be awesome? All right. And here's, here's what happens, though. All right. When all the sons arrive, Samuel took one look at Eliab. He sees Eliab, and he says this. Yo, this has to be the guy. Surely this is the Lord's anointed. In other words, yo, it's the rock, all right? It, like, this is the dude who is going to be the next king. I got it. I'm looking at him. He passes every check on the eye test. I got it. What does God say back? Let's keep going, Caleb. The Lord says to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or his height, for I rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see him. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Okay, again, again, but we, we bolded this and highlight because we're going to go back to it. In other words, this guy who was a perfect fit, like if you compared anybody to him, he would be the guy checking every box. God says, nah, we're not, we're not going Eliab. Let's go to the next one. All right, so Jesse brings another one of his sons. All right, Jesse told his son, Abinadad, to step forward, walk in front of Samuel. Struts up, probably like, okay, yeah, I'm the second choice. This is going to work. I'm going to be the next guy to be the king. And Samuel says, hey, you know what? This isn't the one the Lord's chosen. Jesse has to bring Shemaiah, but Samuel says, you know what? Neither is this the one that the Lord's chosen. So Jesse's probably sitting there like, what's going on? Like, those are my three main sons. Are you sure it's not one of them? They look great. They pass every test. Let's keep going. All right, in the same way, all seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel, but Samuel says to Jesse, nah, buddy, sorry. The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel asked him, are these all the sons you have? Yeah, they were into the story. No, I'm just kidding. There's one more son. You got one more son. And this is really cool because 
Let, let's jump to it real quick, Caleb, because this is the son who is the youngest. And he's actually the one that nobody ever thinks about. Hey, if you're out here and if you like, um, whenever you guys go out for PE or whatever it is, basketball, football, kickball, soccer, whatever it is, and you got to pick teams, you know what I'm talking about, picking teams? It's like, I'm, I'm getting him, I'm getting him, I'm getting him. Have you ever been like the, the person not chosen and you're kind of like, I'm just going to sneak back this way and nobody's going to notice me, right? Like, I'm going to go over here and like play on my phone, like it's, it's fine. Have you been there before? I've been there. That's a terrible feeling. Hey, y'all, this is that son. He's not even in the picture. He wasn't even on the blacktop. He wasn't even in the gym. They say, hey, you know what? Yeah, David, uh, you go watch the sheep. <laughs> Get out there. Like, we don't have any purpose or need for you, man. See ya. That was that guy who was never, ever picked or looked at. So Jesse says, hey, yeah, yeah we got one more son. He's out watching the sheep and the goats. Holy smokes. All right, send for him at once, Samuel says. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. What happens when he shows up? Jesse sends for him. He was dark. He was handsome. He was beautiful eyes. The Lord says, hey, this guy right here, this is the one. The youngest, the smallest. Right? Yeah, you probably doesn't really fit the perfect mold. If you compare Woody and Buzz, yeah, he might only have a little drawstring. <laughs> he doesn't have all the gadgets. There's no little light bulb that blinks. There's none of that. It's David. David's, David's the guy. He's the one for it. If we go back to this, this is the coolest part of that verse I really want us to stress and just focus on. Again, you can go to the next one, Caleb, where we were. All right, the Lord, guys. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see him. All right, he doesn't see things the way we see him. Guys, he doesn't look on the outside and say, man, they've got it all together. I'm going to go with him. That's who I like. That's who I really want to do amazing things in their life. I want to use them for awesome things just because, man, they check every single box. No, 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 no. People do that. But God, what does he look at? He looks at the heart. He looks at the inside. You ever heard the expression, don't judge a book by its? And that never helped me because I was never really big into reading until Harry Potter come around. So like that, it makes sense now, right? Y'all, God looks at the heart. So I just want to challenge us real quick in this sense. Hey, whoever that person is for you, for me, it was my older brother. I wanted to be so much like my older brother. Like everything I did, I compared myself. I exhausted myself because I was never quite good enough or like him. And this is where I want to challenge you, okay? Hey, God doesn't want you to be like him or like her or like whatever her name is, whatever his name is. Because you guys all had that one person. You close your eyes real quick and you see him. And they're probably smiling at you and winking like, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wish, right? Must be nice. no. God, God says, hey, I don't want you to be like that. You know why? God wants you to be like who? You. God wants you to be like you. That's it. Because God's going to use exactly what he's given you right now in your life to do some incredible, awesome, amazing things if you give him that opportunity. But God, whenever you take that opportunity from him because you're comparing yourself to him or to her, and you want to bat it so badly that you lose sight of who you really are. Hey, the other night, uh, this, this, was, this was really cool. I, I came home from work, and Whitney was outside with, with our girls, and they were hanging out, and they were painting, okay? Let's, let's jump to those painting pictures real quick. Yeah, they're all outside here, okay? And, and, they were, and this is Iris, who is almost three. It's insane, all right? And this is Evie, who is a mess, and we love her so very, very, very much. And she's almost a year and a half as well. And that was them kind of together, as you see, they're painting. And 
they're stepping and walking on the canvas. And Hootie's right here begging for some of that Chick-fil-A mac and cheese because you know it's so good. And that's what my girls are always eating. And, y'all, the coolest thing was I got home, and I was like, man, this is, this is awesome, babe. Like, we got some artists out here. And she's like, what are you talking about? Because Whitney is super talented. And I'm like, babe, they, they, they're amazing. Like, I wish I was that good. And she's like, yeah, they are pretty good, aren't they? I said, yeah. And, y'all, I sat there, and this was what they ended up with. Oh, you guys are a lot nicer than I thought y'all would be. This is great. Okay. Yeah, clap it for it. That's fantastic, okay? Hey, and I saw it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, Iris, what is that? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, is that good? It's, yeah, dad, dad. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, man. My heart just melts right there. And, like, I just, like, pass out. I don't know what happens. No, I'm just kidding. But, and Evie, I'm like, Evie, what is this? And Evie's just, like, in this stage where she's just, like, ah, 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 just screaming, ah, ah, And I'm like, all right, Evie, hey, you better have a heart attack. Just calm down, girl, okay? And this is what they paint and they give to me. And I'm like, this is great. Sparkles, glitters, all sorts of colors. And the reality is, you guys are very kind because you think this is so beautiful and perfect. As, as their father, I see this, and I'm like, yo, this is, this is beautiful. This is wonderful. This is exactly every single thing I could ever ask for or dream from for my girls because, yeah, they made it to me. And they say, here, 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 here dad, dad. And, y'all, I think some of us right now, and, and I will say this, if I was at Oak Grove or at NCLA or at Southeast or Ledford or Central or Glen or East or uh, Wesleyan or KMS, wherever I am, hey, and if I walked by an art class and I saw this, I would be like, yo, you need to go, hey, take some lessons. <laughs> yeah, take some more studies, okay, because this just ain't really cutting it, all right? But it was my daughters that made that for me. And when it was my child and my kid, dude, I got emotional. And it was absolutely perfect and exactly how it was supposed to be. You know, for a lot of us, God sees us just like that. Not, no, 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 not like a mess. Not like a, you know, a hurricane on a canvas. Uh-uh, okay. Or like somebody ate a lot of Skittles and threw up. No, 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 okay. God sees it and says, dude, that is a masterpiece. You are wonderfully and beautifully and perfectly created and made, and this is, this is it. I, I'm so proud of you. I love you. I'm so excited for you. But for some of us, we keep comparing ourselves and looking at other people that we don't see that God already has our picture hanging in his office or in his man cave. Because, fellas, you know he has a great man cave, right? God has our picture right there, and he's like, dude, I love you so much exactly as you are, exactly where you are. I don't care if you keep comparing yourself to other people because that's what I see, and it's beautiful, and it's awesome. Because you're my child. And the story really gets kind of cooler. Because after this, imagine this. I had to take them upstairs because the bachelor was on. And Whitney's watching the bachelor. So very important. She can't miss it. And I want her to have that time. And then I have to catch up after. I take them upstairs because I got to clean them up. And I have to put them in the bath. And when they get in the bath, it's like an army of Smurfs or something were in the bathtub. Like it was just blue. And I was just like, oh my goodness. This water is not water anymore. I don't know what this is. It's like all, all kinds of blue Kool-Aid. And I try and give, you know, Iris and Evie and, and wash their hair and give them a bath. And there's one thing that they cannot stand. Iris can't stand this. Evie's always, ah, she doesn't care. Iris cannot stand it if I wash her hair. She can't stand it. Because I have to take this cup right here and I have to say, okay, Iris, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me wash your hair. And she's like, hi, 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 hi. Like, no. And then she'll like start messing with Evie. I'm like, girl, if you don't stop messing with your sister. And I'm sitting here trying to do everything I can to wash her hair. And this time I said, hey, baby, hey, hold on, hold on, shh, shh, shh. 
hey, slow down. I said, hey, get your eyes up. Look at the ceiling. I said, eyes up. Look at the ceiling. Eyes up. Look at the ceiling. Eyes up. Look at the ceiling. Don't worry about your sister. She's, she's doing something crazy over there. All right? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pray for her in a minute, okay? Eyes up. Look at the ceiling. 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 And she looks at me like, she's like her mama. She's like, all right. Looks up. And I take the water and I dump it. And I take the water and I dump it. And I take the water and, I, and she had just knots in her hair, blue paint. Finally, I get it out. Take the water, dump it again one more time. Y'all, she didn't complain at all. And if she wouldn't have looked up, it would have been so hard. Oh, it would have taken so much longer. It would have been painful. She probably would have got soap and blue paint in her eyes. Wouldn't be good. And it would have been a lot more miserable than if she just would have said, right, I'm, I'm going to look up, Dad. I'm going to trust you. I'm, I have my eyes up. I'm going to look at the ceiling. That's what I'm going to care the most about. Eyes up. Look at the ceiling. Because I know it's me and it's you and we're in this together. Eyes up, looking at the ceiling. I got it. I got it. You dump the water. You dump the water. You dump the water. Hey, for some of us right now, God is saying, hey, eyes up. I know you want to compare yourself to him. I get it. I understand. But hold on. That's how I see you right there. Beautiful. Gorgeous. A masterpiece. Get your eyes up. Hey, girls, some of y'all right now are feeling like, man, I don't know if I'm ever going to be beautiful enough. I don't know if I'm ever going to be perfect enough. I don't know if I'm ever going to fit in enough. I don't know if I'm, you know what? God's saying you are perfect. You're gorgeous. You're beautiful exactly as you are. Hey, and this is my picture of you hanging. So stop looking over here at everybody else. And let's start looking up. Eyes up. Eyes up. Because when God's looking at you, he's like, hey, I got you. I love you. We're in this. Come on. Don't waste your energy here because it's going to hurt a lot more, and you're going to pair yourself to other people. When you compare yourself to other people, you can get soap in your eyes, and it's going to burn, and it's going to be uncomfortable. If we can start saying, eyes up, I'm looking, I'm looking. Yep, God, all right, cool. I'm going to try. I'm going to try my hardest. God, I know, I know that you love me so much. I know you think so much of me. That's why I'm going to try my hardest to find myself right there. Hey, three ways. I want to challenge you all to do it, and the bands that come out and sing one more song. Three things. First thing I really, really want you guys all to know is uh, you're special. Right, you really and truly are. And I'm not saying, oh, you're so special. No, I'm not your mama, okay? What I want you to know is this. Hey, if you struggle with comparison, if you struggle having your eyes up and seeing what God's trying to do in your life and how much he loves you and looking at that, the fact that he loves you that much, you're his masterpiece, you need to realize you're special. And out of 7.6 billion people on this earth today, according to Alexa, there's only one of you. You've got talents and gifts and abilities that nobody else ever, ever, ever has had and never, ever will have. You're special. And if you focus on the things that you're really, really good at and that you're great at and that you really love, you're passionate about, when you start focusing on some of your strengths, I'm not saying be cocky like, yeah, I'm the best. No. When you focus on some of those things, you stop looking at other people around you. And the comparison thing slows down a little bit. Know that you're special. All right, and God has given you awesome gifts and abilities that you should be proud of. Second thing, this is hard for all of us. You really want to try and have your eyes up and see how God sees you. Guys, we got to limit social media. You know what social media is? It's a wonderful, amazing, incredible tool, but your leaders will tell you, all right, your parents will tell you, we'll, <laughs> I'll tell you over and over and over again, unfortunately, it's a highlight reel of everybody else. So you see their best. You see their awesome, incredible, oh, man, oh, 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 that's awesome. Well, that's so bad, right? You don't see pictures where it's like, man, my life is just rough right now. People don't post that. 
Guys, we got limit social media where if we are only seeing other people and we're losing sight that God sees us like that beautifully and wonderfully made, it's not the positive light that we need in us. Eyes up. And we got to limit that a little bit. I'm not saying don't do it because we always put stuff on our social media. And it's so important. It's a great way to connect with people. But if you're looking there at social media to find who you are and your identity, you can get a lot of soap in your eyes. And it's going to be very, very, very challenging and hurtful. Last thing for us, got to spend time with God. And I know I say this a lot, and I know it's so hard, but I don't know another way to tell you. To understand how much God loves you, you got to spend some time with him. Here's the deal. Uh, your mom, your dad, your boyfriend, your boo thing, whatever it is, they love you a lot, right? They do. But you know how, you know how they love you? You know how you know they love you? You spend time with them. If you never saw that person, if you never talked to that person, if you never connected with that person, you'd be like, some, some, of, you, some of you romantics would be like, oh, I know he still loves me. No, okay. No, no, no. You got to spend time with that person to know how much they love you because they want to show you how much they love you. Y'all, God is like, your picture is framed in my office. Come on. Come talk to me. Spend time with me because I want you to know how much I love you and how much I care for you. I don't know what that looks like, Chris. I don't know how to spend time with God. You know what? In small group tonight, you guys can talk about it. It can literally be five minutes of your time where you're just talking to God like you're talking to a friend. You can get a Bible app and then do a Bible plan on that Bible app where it's like, hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with comparison. There are amazing Bible app plans that will help you when it comes to that. Y'all, you got to spend a little bit of time with God because he wants to show you how much he loves you. But if you're not spending the time, then how in the world are we going to figure it out? And, I, and I, unfortunately, I just know that we'll never know that our picture is framed right there for him. So y'all, we got a mission. When it comes to comparison, it's not going to get any easier. But I promise you, when we focus on this, hey, eyes up, eyes up, eyes up, eyes up, eyes up. God's going to be right there with you. And he's going to help you walk through it. And he wants you to know just how much he loves you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all these middle school and high school students, God. And uh, the struggle for comparison is so real. I know it is in middle school. It's in high school. It's for us as leaders. I just pray that you help us. I pray that you can help us. Uh, take time to, to try and look up to you. Instead of us exhausting ourselves looking at other people and, and wanting to be like him or wanting to be like her or wanting to be like them, help us to know, God, it's not about that. It's about us knowing that you love us, that you're with us, you're for us. God, and you have such an incredible purpose for our life. When we waste ourselves trying to be other people, we can't be who you want us to be. And I pray for all of our students in here tonight, all of us as leaders, that we can, Father, be the person, to be the, the teenager, to be the adult, to be the parent, to be the husband, to be the wife, man, to be the 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th, and a 6th grader that you're calling us to be. Help us know how much you love us, God, because that's who you say we're supposed to be. We love you, Father. We're so thankful for your son, Jesus, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.